Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Everybody, welcome to the stack. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And in the stack, we talk about a bunch of comic books that have come out today, as well as a couple of advanced reviews. It's pretty Ooh. cool. Tell your friends about it. Look <laughs> down the road. Plan for your future. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. We just did this. Did we? <laughs> yeah, we did. Wow. What? Holy oh, shit. Wow. Oh, my brain is broken. Yeah. Oh, man. That was really weird. Yeah, we that's did the it. first time you've ever done that. We did it one second ago. <laughs> <laughs> we did it right before. There was no gap. I have that memento thing, but much quicker. Yeah. <laughs> that's the tattoos cool. on my body, you must have noticed, are out of control. Yeah, it just says Alex, Justin, and Pete over and over again. <laughs> that reminds me. I'm Alex. Yeah, oh. Justin. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into this Batman and the Outsiders, number Woo-hoo. one from DC Comics. This is rebooting the classic franchise. You probably figured it out from the title, but it's Batman being like, I'm part of this team, but not quite part of this team. You guys do some missions, but I'm sometimes on these missions. It's a weird thing that that's a thing. It's sort of like uh, Batman, uh, the Outsiders featuring Batman uh, in Special Guest Batman, which I don't know why that's so important to the the idea of this. Well, I think Batman explains it really well. He's kind of like, listen, uh, I don't have this time to give. But I trust you guys, so go fucking fight crime. He has time. He's fictional. No, no, he doesn't. He's got to fight crime. Here's the thing. I understand the time thing with the outsiders where it's like, I have a lot going on. I need you to take care of these other missions, whatever this focus is. Uh, Because I'm Batman. Uh, But every single reboot of Batman and the Outsiders always includes, I don't have time for this. Except I'm actually running my own missions and have these secrets, yeah. and they really heavily involve you guys are going to fuck up your missions. Batman and the I'm Too Busies. Yes, exactly. Is what it should be called. That's guys, said, I appreciate it if you didn't shit on Batman, all right? He's the only one protecting Gotham. He's the hardest working man in comics. If Pete, if I put together a team, like if I was like, Pete, Alex, I have a really important mission for us to go on. I have some other stuff to do, though, so why don't you do it? 
well, don't think you'd like it. Uh, yeah, but I'm used to working with you, so yeah, I, I know that's what you do. <laughs> are you saying I'm Batman and the Outsider in you? <laughs> yeah, you are. Okay. Oh, jeez. Well, then... uh, that said, I did like this. Uh, it's always a good mix on this team. Even though we're making fun of it, I enjoy Batman and the Outsiders. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this iteration feels a little bit closer to the Bat family. I feel yeah. like often it's like a sort of a random mix of uh, heroes, so borderline here, heroes. So here's how this one struck me. We were talking about James Titan's run on Detective Comics and how that was almost classic X-Men. And that run was fantastic. Yeah. To me, this feels like X-Force. Like, it feels like a natural extension. Oh, the cool. way that the characters are being written, they are a little more extreme as a team, but it does feel like it's channeling some of the team dynamics from that and putting them on Black Lightning, Katana, etc. Um, I, I like it. I like uh, what's going on in this book so far. Uh, yeah, I really like it. I think it's a great team. I'm excited to see uh, how this kind of unfolds. It's a great first issue. Really does a good job of kind of getting you on board and excited for more. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's sort of, I like the way they explain it, where like each hero has sort of an emotional issue with being on this team, and that's a nicer way to do it than having like just a, a normal non-character related problem. I also, I like Duke Johnson, but I feel like he hasn't quite fit, found a spot to fit, so I'm hoping this is it. The signal, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that this is the spot for that character in this universe. Yeah, they made a big splash for him initially, saying he's going to have his own identity, he's going to do this whole thing, and then they almost immediately changed him. Yeah, You know, he seemed like he was clear and then they veered away from it. So I hope they reorient him and figure out what's going on with him. Uh, but this is a good start, particularly if a fan of Batman and the side characters there or Black Lightning, for that matter, because he's the actual lead of the series. Yeah. Also get a little bit of the romance vibes from Black Lightning and Katana. No, oh, dude. Death. She was yeah. just in her dojo wearing a... You can't love a sword forever. You know what? You can. <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't know. What no, I thought you were going to prove it. I thought you were going to pull out a sword of some sort and be yeah. like, "Your sword wife." Did you, did you date a sword for a while? You, the sword broke up with you, though. <laughs> no, that's fucked up, man. Yeah. You're bringing that up. You know, it's a sensitive subject. Yeah. All right. I you, threw it in the lake. All right. That's murder. Fuck you. <laughs> that's a harsh breakup. Well, definitely pick up this issue. Let's move on to an issue from Image Comics. There's a new series called The Excellence, or actually, sorry, Excellence. No, The, number one. Uh, this one was super interesting to me. I yes. did not know what to expect going into it. Me neither, and I thought it was great. Oh, my God. This is... How many takes on magic have we written, uh, written, written. read in uh, Image Comics alone, let alone yeah. comics? This feels fresh and new yeah. and different. Uh, it takes place in a world where magic is hereditary. You have your wand. You rise up through the ranks. But there's one kid who just can't get it. He's normal. He can't quite hook into it. I thought reading the first half of the issue it would be, oh, normal kid tries to figure out his place in a magic world. That's not what it is. He just has it harder than anybody else, and he has to figure out how to come at it creatively. Yeah. Uh, the art from Carrie Randolph is stunning and superb. I cannot recommend this highly enough. Pete, what did you think about it? Yeah, I thought it was great. The art is really cool. It's a very interesting kind of take on a story we've heard before. So it's, I'm, yeah, I was really impressed with the layouts and the way it was kind of set up. I also like the kind of uh, main character struggle and what's going on. It's really easy to relate to. So, yeah, I was impressed. Yeah, a lot of cool, uh, great choices made here, like having the character's age in each of the panels as you see him sort of grow mm -hmm. up. I thought that was cool. And just the way it's played out, it's like written with such confidence and just really great for a it first issue. It feels there's also not exactly backstory, but there's little things breaking it up throughout that show you little things about the world. The design and the layout of it almost struck me as like Jonathan Hickman doing Harry Potter in a way. Interesting. Um, it 
It was so good. Don't know anything about it other than what we've told you going in, but definitely, definitely pick that up. Moving on to one from Dark Horse that's coming out May 29th, Stranger Things 6, number one. No spoilers. Okay. All right. Great. Uh, So Stranger Things, they've been doing a Stranger Things series at Dark Horse that's been running parallel to the first season of the show. So it's showing you things you don't know, but uh, as we talked about, even though that series is pretty good, um, it's not providing new information. Right. This is. This yeah. is going back in time. It's showing you the program uh, that raised Eleven before she even showed up there. Uh, focuses on, as the title shows, Six, one of the dude, people spoilers. in the program. Jesus no, we're Christ. allowed to say this is the concept of the book, dude. Literally the title. Yes. Uh, I I like this a lot. As a fan of the series, I thought this was very cool. Was Six the character in everyone's favorite episode of Stranger Things? No, that was uh, nine, nine or ten. Yeah. Okay. Nine. Nine. Ten. Ten. Makes yeah. it up. So this uh, another person. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried. I really like this, and I'm worried that I'm going to start liking this more than the show. What? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> really? Why? You can like both. Do you think so? Is I think there's possible? room in your heart. I don't know. Yeah. Why would know. you like this more than the show, though? Well, I don't know. I really... Uh, I like Six. I like what's going on. I think it's very cool. Uh, and it's just... I just like the way we kind of like revealed the information as the uh, as the issue went on. I, I was I, I was really impressed with it. Yeah, if and the art's fantastic. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, this is definitely one to pick up. I'm really curious to see if it ties into the upcoming season at all, or if yeah. it's just back matter. Uh, I would be surprised if it did tie in, but uh, yeah. it it is cool, and it definitely fleshes out the world in a way that feels like a completely new story. Yeah. Moving on to a Marvel comic book, Captain Marvel number five. This is wrapping up the first arc on this new old book. Uh, we had checked in with the first issue, so I figured we could check in with this last one in this arc as well. Um, I've been loving this. The whole concept is Captain Marvel gets attacked by the nuclear man, who's this very CD-list villain, yeah. uh, but he is amped up to incredible powers, takes over Roosevelt's Island, puts a dome on it, so time is passing differently in there, and essentially sucks all the female power- heroes' powers out. Uh, when we left off the last issue, Rogue had gotten inside, and Rogue and Captain Marvel had struck a deal, so Captain Marvel was back in Rogue's head, in yeah. Rogue's body. Uh, pretty messed up, but this is Kelly Thompson, who's also writing Mr. and Mrs. X, so there's a nice bit of back and forth there, and you get to see her write both Rogue and Captain Marvel at the same time. I thought this was a great ending to this arc. Yeah, I love that they're really getting into the rogue part of Captain Marvel's story, especially with the movie and uh, the Captain Marvel movie and Avengers Endgame, where like they're not going to touch any of that, and that probably doesn't play into the Marvel Cinematic Universe continuity. So it's cool to like see it, and like the uh, repercussions of that. I like both of those characters. Um, and I really like this uh, version of Carol Danvers. Great. Me too. How do you feel about it, Pete? Dude, the action in this was absolutely fantastic. It was really sick. Uh, some real great kind of Hulk smash moments. Also, uh, yeah, I love the story. I also liked how it ended. And then you got to see the little uh, Roosevelt Island kind of trams there at the end. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, it's great. If you're a fan of travel. Uh, a lot of people so are. Good. There's a whole channel just for travel. Yeah, I would love... Where? 
It's called the Travel Channel. Oh, uh, you think is that mostly trams? Yep. Oh, no, man, that's mostly if they're smart. Fights. If they're smart, yeah, it's because everyone loves a tram. Oh man, yeah. it's yeah. like a hot air balloon for cities. You ever go to like a Disney <laughs> World? You can just ride the tram. You don't Tra- have to go that's on not a ride. ride. That's no, not a ride. Oh, that's a ride. No, no one's like, whoa, Space Mountain, the tram. No <laughs> yeah. one's oh, like that. I was. That's, you love the tram. Why? What do you like? Because you like it slow. No, I just like to be able to see everything. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> the world God. around you. Yeah, oh, man, you should try a car. Well, they go too fast. Or just <laughs> look at things on the edge. Yeah, I don't want to be in charge. I just want to be along for the ride and just suck it all in. You know? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Did there you get you that shirt that said Disneyland, suck it all in? <laughs> yeah. 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 Good shirt. Yeah, it's yeah. a good Moving shirt. Moving on to an image comic book, Deadly Class number 38. This is a big reset for the series for, I don't know, I want to say 37 issues or so. They've been outside the Assassin's School. Yeah. Okay. That's probably being a little mean, but they've been wandering around all over the place for a very long time in the series. And finally, Marcus and uh, Maria, Maria? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. are headed back to the academy, back to the school. We're checking in with characters that we have not seen in a very, very long time. Uh, There's a completely new status quo. It's a great jumping on point if you don't know anything about the series. Um, This is really good. The series is good. Yeah, if you you like the show, this is like a, a season two. Basically, yes. it jumps it jumps you right in uh, and you get to see all the characters from the show pick right up. It's just a really smartly timed comic for uh, Rick and, and his squad to be also, putting out right now. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like how you call them that. Rick and the squad. Rick and the squad. That's the way I think he wants to be called. Also, sure. the panel layouts and the storytelling with just the way the kind of panels move with the characters. Really awesome. I, I feel like Pete, you've been really into layouts lately. Do you think that's uh, what? Why do you think that is? Uh, I don't know. Just lately, they've been really impressing me. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, that wasn't a trap question. I'm genuinely curious. Yeah, <laughs> it, I felt trapped. I no, felt it was cornered. not. No, I genuinely curious because I feel like you, you talk about the layouts way more than you did have in the past. Okay. Well, I've been impressed with the layouts. I, it lately. makes me think are you getting into publishing or like, <laughs> yeah, are you I, becoming an editor? I don't know what to tell you. There's no, no other, secret. Uh, but it's very interesting because it's like the show is different from the comic book. So. Uh, I almost feel weird, like I'm cheating on the show with the comic book, but uh, this is really, really enjoyable. <laughs> uh, you I'll can like both things. Yeah. <laughs> I'll also tell you that picking up the comic book might help the show okay. and vice versa. Yeah. So, you know, you can support them both. All right, great. Cool. I'm this is a great issue, though. It, it is, is a great, a great issue. issue. Yeah, uh, all your guys' bullshit aside, this is a not great bullshit. issue. <laughs> not I'm just bullshit. curious if we you've taken said... over for Stan Lee since he passed. What? In the Marvel Comics world. Oh. That would be Are amazing. you making a cameo in Far From Home? <laughs> that would be awesome. No, yeah. No, 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 that's too bad. All right, let's move on to another DC comic, The Flash, number 70. This is taking us back in time. This is showing us The Flash, year one, though it does tie into the overall continuity. If you read The Flash 69, there's a mysterious being that sent Barry Allen back in time and said, you're going to need to review your past for what's coming next. So it's not the typical year one origin. There's something more going on here. Um, but I like this a lot. Oh, you're fucking an asshole, you man. Love Fuck Flash. You. I love The Flash. You love The Flash. This is such bullshit. Another goddamn origin story. Like, stop. No, but stop this it. is not the story if that you If you don't know The Flash's origin story, you can't pick up a comic book. Right, that's, just, wow. that's 100% wrong because it touches on bits of The Flash's origin story, but it tells us stuff that we've never seen before. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, we like, never saw the uh, weird position he got in. We got struck by lightning. That was completely Like new. I said, it touches on things we've seen before, but then uh, there are things you have it not seen. It revealed a number of things. Boots. Shoes, yeah. Very but, fast. Yeah, yeah it's Very just, fast. Yeah, which is different than fast. That, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. That's enough. Nope. Yeah, it was pretty much the exact <laughs> same fucking story Jesus again. Jesus Christ, you guys are the worst. Uh, no, I, I do like, I liked this. I When I saw the solicitation for this, I was like, oh, yes, I love, or, or Flash. I love the pile of shoes. I was like, I want to see him run through a bunch of shoes. Oh yeah, uh, me too. I love shoes. No, or maybe if you you hate oh, shoes. I hate shoes. Yeah, yes, I think you hate go. shoes because a lot of yes. shoes gave their lives, like Both and Spies, for Flash to be running fast. Good reference. Hey guys, Star Wars is still out there. <laughs> Let's not forget. Uh, there's a good twist at the end. Made and fifth some be new with information you. that's thrown out at you uh, that again is going to tie into the overall Flash. As a Flash fan, I can say that You're I enjoy blind. this quite a bit. I am not. Flash You're blind. blind. Flashbang. You're blind. It's going to blind you. Wow. So angry. This did make me wish that... uh, It made me feel like the Speed Force wasn't as important to this award. Yes. Because they don't really mention it. And I, it made me long for the day when the Flash was just a dude that got a bunch of chemicals spilled on him. Yeah. And then he was fast. Yeah. The only problem, though, is that what Joshua Williamson has been doing on this book is creating almost a Flash core, the way that they did the Green Lantern core back in the yes. day and created all the colors. So there's the uh, Speed Force. There's the Sage Force. There's all these other forces. And I yeah. think that's what we're getting a hint of here without this young Barry necessarily knowing about it. He's going to find out how he encountered these forces way back the, the slow force the slow force yeah run by the turtle also i'm glad yeah. they stopped the and showed us him eating jello really fast it's super important thanks uh, for i mean i would love to do that jello is delicious you gotta take your time with jello all right let's talk about this a little bit more you guys slow force pete's the avatar of the slow force yeah <laughs> back to a marvel comic captain america number 10 this is continuing the storyline of captain america in jail he is beset by enemy on on all sides here he's been thrown in jail with a bunch of supervillains. classic setup he's got to fight them in jail as you always do but there's yep. some other stuff going on and some of uh, the female avengers and heroes are working behind the scenes to get him free um how are you guys feeling about this run as a whole so far as well as this issue i like it i feel like um uh, it's using so much of the the con- the full continuity and the world around Captain America, which I feel like hasn't been uh, really used a lot. It's been so such cap on his own lately. So this um, bringing Invisible Woman pops up in this uh, issue, um, bringing in the villains and giving them a story. And like, I'm curious to see where this goes. It because I think next issue it's going to deviate from the classic fight bad guys in prison storyline into uh, a new take. This is fucking creeping me out. Okay. Really? You got an invisible woman. She looks like she, I'm not sure which side she's on. She's doing shady stuff. And then, like, what the fuck? There's a lot to unpack here. I just, uh, I don't know what's going on with Captain America right now, but it's kind of weird and it's freaking me out. What I feel like they're doing right now is they're taking a very slow burn with this. They're yeah. building an Uber story that I don't know how long it's necessarily going to take, but it's not a 12-issue run. It's no. much longer than that. And this is really just the opening act in terms of whatever is going on, which is what Ta-Nehisi Coates has been doing across yeah. the board with Black Panther and everything else that he's been writing on. Um, so this is just a small chunk of it. You know, this is like a yeah. teeny tiny little chapter of what is happening in the book. Uh, it's well done. Every issue is well done. Uh, but I'm definitely curious to see how this reads, particularly in trade, because it feels like 
that's where it's going to read like this enormous Uber story in the right way. Also, it ends really well, which I was excited about. There you go. It kind of started in a dark place. I was scared. Freaked you out. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, ended really well. I like that there were pages of the beginning and the middle and the end because it felt like that was a complete story. There's a full story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this on the slow burn tip there, like, I, I don't mind that at all. Like, I like really moving through. It's like the same thing with Black Panther where it's like big swing stories and uh, we just sort of get them at the pace that, that Tanasi wants. So, like, I'm down with that. Yeah, uh, you know him as well. That uh, referring to him? by just saying his name. All right, interesting. You just said it with a familiarity. You already said Tanahasi Coates, so I didn't want to be like say everyone's full name. Mister Coates. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, treat it with respect. Moving on to another dark horse comic coming out May fifteenth. Last stop on the red line, number one. No spoilers, dude. Uh, okay, <laughs> cool. uh, you are the only de- one who needs to worry about that. Uh, this book is crazy. That's why it's fun very. For me to see. I couldn't spoil this because it's hard to to fully tell what's going on. Except I know it's set in Boston. Oh, that's good. Uh, I, I think you could probably tell from the title. There's a little bit of a vampire-y type thing going on here, sort of a monster thing. There's a lot of stuff that happens in this book. Um, I, while reading it, it's not that I didn't want to like it, but I felt like this is too weird. I can't get into it. But every detail that they added got more interesting and weirder yeah. to the point where by the end, I was I felt like I needed to know more about this world and I needed to understand what's going on. It's almost, I mean, not to speak to more your area of expertise, Justin, but it feels Twin Peaksy in that way where yeah. it just throws a bunch of stuff at the wall and you're like, I don't know what's happening, but this is weird. It sort Tell of put, me more about it. It puts a couple pieces on the table and then slowly it's sort of like turns them for you to look at. And then yeah. by the time you're noticing the details, like that's the end of this issue. Come back next month and see what's up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. It's super creepy and very interesting. You're not sure what's going on, uh, but it does a good job of, like, sticking with you afterwards. Mm-hmm. Sticks like, to your ribs. Yeah. I, I read this twice because I was like, wait, what? Uh, but uh, it's enjoyable, but you, you don't quite, like, I'm definitely going to pick up the next one just because I'm so curious. Uh, but I'm not like, hell yeah, I can't wait for the next one. I'm like, wait, what is going on? i got to read yeah, the next one. Yeah, it even one. seems to switch protagonists after the beginning couple yeah. of pages. Focuses on this other guy who's wandering through Boston and encountering various characters who may or may not be monsters. Uh, and then it expands out from there. I know we're sounding very vague about it. We can't spoil stuff, that's uh, well, why. But also because, again, it's hard to actually delve into exactly what it is. It's more of a feeling than a plot, I would say. Yeah, Ooh. and having ridden the Boston Tea for uh, a whole year, I can say that if you're writing that, you have plenty of time to read this because it never really goes very far or very fast. Ooh. Oh, shot at the tea. So you're going to big up trams, wow, and I'm taking dude. down teas. Jesus. Wow. You're- you're rude to Boston. Well, I live there, so I know a little bit about it. <laughs> you're the original Also, Boston I'd like to go on record baby. saying fuck Boston. I love Boston. Alex. I like Boston a lot. It's a nice little city. No, it's not. Got some good food. It's walkable. What's the food you like in Boston? Baked beats. That's not accurate. (laughs) What a ridiculous. Baked beans? I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. It's been a while since I've been to Boston. Well, Dunkin' Donuts is the food you're looking for. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of which, not exactly at all. Last one we're going to talk about, Image Comics Ice Cream Man number 12. Oh, man. We are huge fans of this series. It's about this epic millennia-long battle between two beings, one of whom is an ice cream man. Uh, And each each episode, each uh, issue of the series 
tells a different story, a different chapter in this battle that it's not immediately clear exactly what's going on. Uh, it's almost like Twilight Zone with an overarching plot in a certain way. This one takes place in space and follows a dude who is the last survivor of Earth. He has all the memories of Earth stored on a very Howl-like computer uh, until things start, of course, going horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah. Another great issue of the series. Yeah. Ice Cream Man in space. Dude. <laughs> I was so crazy. I was like, how are they going to do this? It started I'm like, it's in space. How is this going to tie in? It did such a great job. Like this... They are so creative with these issues. It, they're so creepy, so weird, so just interesting. It's really incredible. But not a, not a single reference to Dippin' Dots, the ice cream of the future. I mean, it's coming. Yeah, it's well, coming. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, really, this was the venue for that as an uh, ice well, cream. Well, that was the theme of the book. The no, theme I didn't see any is... Dippin' Dots. No, I know. You're supposed to intuit it, though. I would intuit it's more ice of a cream. feeling than the plot. Yeah, I guess it's, yeah, it's so futuristic. It just... You don't know, and then it's in your I mouth. will say with this issue, I love this issue. Um, without getting into spoilers about how it ends, I do feel like we need to start getting to it. Like whatever the plot is, whatever the Uber plot. As much as I'm enjoying these no, one-off fuck tales, you, man. no, no, no. Well, I want to see them. They finish this arc. I want to see the next arc. Like delve into it, hit it hard, and then get away from it and go back to the one-off. Stories. How dare you tell them how to write this fucking comic? Well, they're wow. writing it wrong. They are not, sir. No, they're not. I don't think so. Uh, no, it's good, and I do think it is building. The last couple issues, I feel like, are really starting to point at yeah, stuff. Like the the a... one on the, the, the Mexico-Texas border, I thought, yeah. really did a lot. I think we're getting to something. And actually, I just figured out, I have a Pete translation for everyone. Um, when Pete says, fuck you, yeah. like he just did to Alex, I think he, what he's tra- actually saying is, I respect Respectfully disagree. <laughs> oh, yeah. Huh. yeah I respectfully true. disagree with your opinion. Yeah. You should write a that's dictionary. True. Uh, a dictionary? A whole dictionary? Yeah. I think we'll, if we can focus on the Fs. <laughs> <laughs> we can just stay right on the Fs. <laughs> if you'd like to support our podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by. We'll chat with you about comic books. Pete, what do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have at our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and more. You can also subscribe at Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Android, or the platform of your choice. And we'll see you at the Comic Book Store. Comic Book Club.